Need a buzz? Well, they're available on demand at morningbuzz.com. Keyword on demand. And now it's back to the buzz. I don't know who the hell's playing that bass, but he's laying down a groove. Whoa. He's a fat. That's a fat groove right there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, 838 on the Morning Buzz. And we are joined in studio uh, from the bass player for Extreme. Pat Badger is uh, with us this morning. What's how up? are we doing, fellas? Good, how are you? Actually, the last time I played that bass riff was uh, in in Thailand or something. Really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, that- we did a tour overseas uh, this past spring. I know that you you still, obviously you're still with Extreme, right? You, I'm sure it's not over, right? Oh, no, we just, uh, yeah, we toured this uh this past spring, we're going on the Monsters of Rock cruise coming up in February, so nice. I'm looking forward to that. Have you done a lot of those cruises? Oh, well, we've done a few. We've been on the Monsters of Rock twice, and then uh, last year we were on the Kiss cruise. Yeah, okay. So it was we've, Kiss, Steel Panther, and Extreme. We just talked about it last week, and Greg is like, "You're these metal bands, you feel like... They're going on cruises. Metal well, isn't cruise. And I, said, uh, I think they, they it'd be awesome. To, they have to change with the times. That's what's big right hey, now. Hey, metalheads, they they like to you know wear the cut off sleeves and show <laughs> off their <laughs> tattoos. And metalheads don't go out in the sun. Pat. <laughs> we would think a lot of people wearing cut off jeans are jumping in the pool. Well, they are a little pale. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I specifically, I mean, you, look, is I'm, he dead or swimming? By, <laughs> by, by the end of the cruise, there's a lot of sunburns. Yeah, yeah I bet. I'm sure there is. But is it fun? Is it is it like what are the, when a band goes on? And we're going to talk about Pat is is with a band called the Dark Desert Eagles, which are playing all around it, and we just announced a show to the Casino Barroom, which we definitely want to talk about. But since we're talking about the cruises, as the musician that goes and plays, is it? it's just a vacation where you maybe work a couple, you do a show one night. Is that it? Yeah, we, we nicknamed it the Playcation. Yeah, you know, okay. we, we play, but then we kind of, right. you know, we, we only play like three sets during the yeah. four or five days. Right. Uh, we get to kind of hang out and, you know, yeah. watch other bands go mm-hmm. to shore or wherever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the next one's going to Jamaica. Yeah. Um, Have you yeah. ever done one and some rocker got left on shore and <laughs> the cruise ship took off well, without him? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, nothing's happened like that, uh, I don't think. Yeah, but, it can um, happen. It can happen. It could happen. So, I think uh, you just jinxed me. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I, uh, we, we worked with Extreme. We've seen you guys. I- incredible to watch you guys play live, uh, even still. I mean, Gary's just still in great voice and, well, thank uh, you, sir. and stuff like yeah. that. So you guys have always done uh, a great show. But I got to ask, because I, I read a little bit about uh, Dark Desert Eagles and stuff. Did you always love the Eagles? I've always been a huge Eagles fan. Who hasn't? You know, I, exactly. I mean, I, I grew up, uh, I had an older brother that played yeah. guitar and sang. Yeah. He turned me on to music at a very young age and was always into all the classic bands. I mean, yeah. you know, Beatles, Stones, sure. Who, the list goes on. And, of course, the Eagles were mm. always on the t- turntable as well. So, you know, I, I learned how to play and sing to all that kind of stuff. You yeah. know, harmonies and stuff. You know, harmonies have always been a big part of Extreme. But, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, you, you learn by... Emulating your heroes. Right. So uh, Eagles were always like, you know, one of my top uh, vocal bands. And you are in the lucky, you're in the fortunate position where you've had success with with your band, right? That you now have the opportunity to sort of, yeah, to do that, to sort of pay homage to the people that you love growing up. You know who really inspired me a lot to do this was Brad Delp right. from Boston. He, sure. he had had Beetlejuice. I saw them a number of times, and you know, it planted a seed in my head. I'm like, you know, it would be fun to do, like put together a band and just you know right. play Eagles tunes. And I, I kicked around the idea for a while, and right. then um, I'm working, you know, 
uh, with a manager, our, our buddy Frank, who I'm giving him a shout out because he's mm-hmm. probably listening now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were out at dinner one day, and I was kind of joking around, half-heartedly saying, "Oh, you know, someday when I retire and form my, you know, my Eagles tribute band." And his eyes like lit right. up and said. What are you waiting for? Right. <laughs> I swear to God, a week later, Glenn Fry died. Yeah. And I was like, now it wasn't like I want to do it. It was almost like I had to do it. Yeah. You know? And that was a big, <clears throat> that was a big thing, uh, Glenn Fry passing. Because, you know, if you saw that three hour, there was a three hour documentary done about the Eagles that was just mind blowing to mm-hmm. just see that whole story and how it unfolded. And it, it was, it was he and Henley. I mean, as much as Joe Walsh is part of the band and Timothy B. Schmidt, but they, I mean, him and Henley, they yep. were the guys driving the bus. You know that the real Eagles, they only have one more original member than the Dark Desert Eagles. Yeah. Really? <laughs> wow. That's a big band. So I go on the I go on your, your website for the Dark Desert Eagles and you got videos and stuff like that and I play them and I'm like Holy crap. I mean, not only do you, you look like them, you know, you, you sound like them too. It sounds well, really thanks. good. You Thank know? you. Yeah. I mean, you know, we spent a lot of time, like, you know, a year and a half rehearsing this stuff to yeah. get it down. Yeah. And of course, you know, being in a tribute band, half the fun is, you know, um, also the image and trying to, uh, you know, really give people that suspension of uh, disbelief, and and you know they they right. come to a show and they feel like it's 1977 again because we're we're kind of yeah. tailoring the show towards the classic you know yeah. Eagles in their heyday Hotel California era. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. there a was there a particular uh, a song that hooked you? What I everybody had. I've always said that there are just a few albums that everybody owned. Mm-hmm. Everybody owned the Eagles' greatest hits, seventy one to seventy five. Hey, Everybody. It, it was just it was just certified as the the you know the biggest selling album of all time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was there one song on it for for you that I mean t- Take It Easy was obviously so big. It was the Jackson Brown written song. It was so huge. But was there one song for you that for the Eagles that just Um You know it, it, the funny thing is so, a couple of my favorite songs aren't even on the greatest hits album. Mm-hmm. Um you know uh, Hotel California isn't even on. Right. It. Yeah. Right. New Kid in Town is one of my favorite songs to perform live. Like we do that one, mm-hmm. and and the songwriting is yeah. like you know second to none yeah. as far as you know chord structure, mm-hmm. melodies, harmonies. Uh, so New Kid in Town is one of my favorites actually. Dude, I was a Seven Bridges Road guy. I love the harmony. Uh, I know that's not like a rock song or anything. Yeah. I mean, off the Greatest Hits album uh, for me, Already Gone was the one that, you know with that guitar. Yeah. That uh, do I, I hold that? I think I have it here, right? This this is the old, you know, come on. You kidding me? There's not a bad song on every song on that. Is you know, just first we, rate. we play live. It's 20, like we play like 20 songs. Yeah. We open with a hit. Yeah. We close with a hit. And yeah. every song in between is a major yeah. hit. <laughs> like it's all hits. <laughs> it has to be. It so, is so fun. I mean, the catalog is amazing. Do you ever, was there anything, because Henley's a stickler. Mm-hmm. Right, Henley's a stickler. How, they, do they know? I mean, they must know. Right? I have I'm sure no idea know. whether yeah. they know, whether we're on their radar or not. Doesn't I mean, matter. You know, every band has tribute bands right. these days. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, whether they care or not, mm-hmm. I I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Pat Badger with us, of course, uh, bass player for Extreme, now doing uh, Dark Desert Eagles. They have some shows coming up. I know you're going to be at the uh, you're going to be at the Blue Ocean. Yeah. In December, we got. Uh, let's see. We're at uh, Blue Ocean, the 28th of December. Uh, the DCU Center out there in Worcester mm-hmm. uh, on the 29th. I guess mm-hmm. it's like a, a room off of the 
arena. It's not right. like we're playing the arena, but it's mm-hmm. uh, the DCU Center, and then we're up at the Flying Monkey in in Plymouth uh, on the 30th of December. And just announced a show at the Hampton Beach Casino Ballroom coming up in uh, April. I think it's April uh, 26th. And that is correct. Yeah, we do have some show. We're going to have some tickets for that yes, show. We do. So yeah. we will we will do that. I want to ask about um, I want to ask about I- Extreme because somebody I don't I don't know if it was you or if it was if it was Gary. I can't remember who we had on. And they were talking about, um, you know, when more than more than uh, more than words came out, right? It was kind of like this. It was such a massive hit mm-hmm. for the band that wasn't really indicative of of the band. I don't think, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a little different from the rest of the stuff. Yeah, and, and it was a blessing and a curse, right? And and when that hit, uh, and I, I can't remember again. Sorry, I can't remember who it was that told us or said this, but they said that you know, when a band has a massive runaway hit with a song that isn't representative of the of the band within that shell, you can kind of go, oh my god, we got to play that, right? Not knocking the song. But they they said uh, that uh, there was a little bit of that within the band, and they were you guys were playing with Aerosmith or somebody, and somebody came backstage and and did Steven Tyler say something? <laughs> yeah, we we were opening for Aerosmith on tour, yeah, and it was at a time after like you know Gary Nuno had been playing the song for ever. Forever, yeah, right. <laughs> and they were kind of like, you know, we're we're just gonna like not play it on this run, and, right? And you know, Steven Tyler was like. You guys have to play the song. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, they've been playing it ever since. When you see Extreme, I mean, uh, Gary is one of those front men, right, that you just, there are certain people. In in the business, that mm-hmm. when they're uh, when they're in front of, of a band, you can't take your eyes off them. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys. Yeah, he definitely uh, he he makes his way around the stage quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my no Sharon zones <laughs> where I uh, I'll tape it off. I put I put police tape like yeah. you know, crime tape right. and uh, say you can't unplug you know step on my pedals yeah right um you right. can't like stand on my amp and yeah. knock it over right yeah no in uh he does make his way around the stage but he can be a little bit of a tasmanian devil oh it's, it's like uncontrollable <laughs> and with somebody like that i always wonder as the fan in the audience if you guys sometimes in the band go oh jesus he's gonna fall off that stack oh mm-hmm. god he's gonna, he's oh, gonna all the time out. oh seriously and i've seen him wipe out a couple times really oh yeah yeah oh, boy. and uh i've seen the bumps and bruises and you yeah. know um luckily he's never really hurt himself or someone else yeah um but yeah there's been times where uh i've come in harm's way that's, a couple that's, right. times. that's great when you uh, uh what is the biggest show that uh you play with as extreme well We've played some big audiences, like in South America, we're probably some of the biggest, where it was like an outdoor festival thing, thing with like 200,000 people or wow. something back in the 90s. Yeah. Um, probably the most memorable one for us, and people talk about to this day, was the Freddie Mercury tribute Absolutely. concert. Yeah, right. Yeah, so when Freddie Mercury had died, um, we, uh, we were invited by Brian May to play basically at his send-off. Like It was a big right. concert for AIDS awareness. At the time, it was the biggest televised concert event of all times and it's all over you know people send me youtube links all the time like you haven't seen it like i hadn't seen it before yeah <laughs> hey did you ever see this oh hey i just saw this the other day I go, yeah that was, that was a long time ago hey, 92 yeah, man sorry. where this you been this made me think of you saw this thought of you oh yeah right you're in it you know yeah, yeah. uh what was that like though to be just to be a part of that do you in the moment like when you're playing and you're concentrating on playing 
Does the weight of the moment, a moment like that, sort of, do you feel it or do you have to put it, it, it out of it your head? It kind of did, um, leading up to it, like during the day we did sound check and, you know, it was the first time we'd played Wembley right. Stadium, mm -hmm. you know, and um, just knowing all the legends that were there, it was like Robert Plant and Roger Daltrey and... Um, you know, we, we were playing with, uh, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Def yeah. Leppard, and then, you know, all these legendary performers, Elton right. John, David Bowie, they were all there that day. So it was, yeah. it was, uh, it was a huge event for us at the time. As a guy, this is the part where I, I, when you're in that business, there's a part of you that is the rock and roll fan, like you said, growing up listening to people like the Eagles, like Elton John and stuff like that. That part, that rock fan part of you mm -hmm. never dies, even if you're in the business and you're working side by side with some of these people. Did it ever get a hold of you? Like, was there ever a moment like for me? McCartney is is anywhere in a twenty yeah. foot radius, and I'm going to be I'm well. Be we we, we did meet a Beatle, and yeah. that was probably one of the heaviest ones. We met George Harrison. Wow. Yeah, in uh, in Japan. Um, Nobody has a Harrison meeting story. I got a photo with him and everything. Yeah, it was wow. amazing. You know, I'm just looking into this guy's eyes and I'm like, wow, he saw it all. He's like, you know, these guys wrote the Bible on you right. know, touring and, everything. you know, everything. Yeah. Um, you know, the catalog of music and stuff. You know, um, when Gary had joined Van Halen right. in the 90s, um, he invited me up to Eddie Van Halen's house. Yeah. So here I am in 5150. Yeah. Hanging out, and, and I actually plugged into the board and was jamming with Eddie. And I'm like, how can this possibly be happening to me? I was like the biggest Van Halen in, fan in, right. in high school. That's awesome. You know, and here I am hanging out at his house with him and having coffee wow. in the morning. And, you know, Did, it just those moments are just you. You can't. This is uh, Pat you Badger, who's a bass player with Extreme, also in Dark Desert Eagles. Didn't you, though, <clears> did I read that you you sung background on a live Van Halen track? Is that a Well, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> we we got invited out. It was actually on Sammy's... Uh, oh, Sammy's, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah right, Sammy's yeah. live album. We are credited for singing background vocals. Yeah. Um, Gary and I went to the show, hung out with him and Michael Anthony, and um, we got invited out on stage and sang on uh, How Does It Feel When It's Love? Yeah, yeah that's right, right. And uh, so we were singing along, and he made a live album, and apparently they gave us credit for singing background vocals on <laughs> yeah. it, which I was honored. You know? Yeah. Did you even know it? Did somebody go, hey, man, you're on this album? Yeah. Like, I didn't even know they were recording. Yeah, the same guy that sent me the YouTube video of uh, Freddie Mercury <laughs> trivia. Hey, man, I got this Sammy <laughs> album, and uh, did you know you were on it? <laughs> It, it, do you ever, I, I always, uh, and we, we've talked to Gary about this too, but you know, when he did, you mentioned the Van Halen thing, you know, he took, he, t he, he took a, a, a bit of a beating from some Ooh. quarters of the body, just unnecessary. Yeah, you I know? mean, he had to have elephant skin for that gig. I mean, yeah. everyone wanted Dave back. Right. And they didn't want a new guy. Right. Um, you know, I, I kind of saw... Um, Gary did definitely go. I mean, he told me he'd go out on stage and people would be giving him the finger. Yeah. But meanwhile, you know, they were playing. He was playing with them, both catalogs of Sammy and Dave stuff. So right. the set list was like the best of the you know right. of both eras. Right. Gary obviously you know can sing the stuff. Oh yeah. Um, 
But yeah, he had to have some elephant skin for man. For that, it was, that and then you look at that back then, and what that would be like today in today's world of social media, where everybody's just a jackass, you know, just for the sake of being a jackass. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's almost it's it's too much to take. Yeah, so I'm here to announce that Gary's going back on the road with Van Halen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is he? No, people are going to write about that. Yeah. That's how it happened. That's what I heard. Pat Badger said this, you know. Uh, so when you play when you, when you do the Eagle stuff, I mean, this is, you know, as a guy, uh, I think like you, I'm a big harmony guy. I, and the Eagles, nobody did harmony better than the Eagles with maybe maybe the exception of the Beach Boys. And even that is is questionable on, on some parts. Was that a big part of why you like the Eagles? Oh, yeah. I mean, vocally. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, second to second to only the Beach Boys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like you said. Yeah. Right. A uh, big part of the whole sound. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, the, I mean, just the songwriting, the lyrics, yeah. everything about it. Mm-hmm. That's why it's the biggest selling greatest hits of album of all time and that came out before hotel california yeah <laughs> so crazy it is just amazing a uh, bunch of shows april 20 april 26th at the casino bar and we do have tickets for that and we will give those away in uh, in just a little bit i wanted in fact, to uh, before i just wanted to also say that the tickets go on sale this friday, friday. yeah these are window yeah. boy goodbye tickets absolutely yeah, yeah. um I, I mistakenly uh, referred to you as, as having uh, llamas. Uh, uh, my apologies, alpacas. Mm-hmm. They're they're different. They are different. They are I, Al- alpacas are the smaller cousin to a llama. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they uh, they're used more for their fleece, and where llamas are just really a pack animal. What is it about farming that musicians tend to go to? You know, probably after all the crazy, you know, yeah. late nights, the traveling around the world, it's nice to just come home and, and you know, just have a little downtime. Yeah. And it's kind of relaxing to just what? be out in the barn and, you know, we have horses and chickens and it's just nice to, you know, yeah, get a little reality. Absolutely. You know? What made you go with alpacas? Um, you know, it was at a time in Extreme's career where we were taking a very long hiatus. Yeah. We had basically broke, broken up. And at the time, I, I, it actually was a, a viable business yep. where I was like breeding them, selling them. I was taking them to shows and like entered this whole, I sunk my teeth into a whole other world and a business. And it was actually fun. Yeah. Um, and made money while I was having yeah. fun and I, made a lot of friends. And it was, it was great. It was, I knew because we had talked back then when you were doing that and it was, it was profitable. It was a viable, it was a viable business. Now you're not totally into it. You have a couple, right? I have a couple more as, as you know, pets and, uh, so, obviously music has been. You know, did someone? I don't know the answer because you're going to know more about the animal. Obviously, you, you've you've done that business, but mm-hmm. I mean, what are they? A mix of a donkey and a giraffe? I mean, where do they come from? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They've, they're obviously they, they are related to to llamas. That's okay. his closest cousin. Okay, and they're from South America, like up in the Andes Mountains. Okay. of uh, South America. Mm-hmm. So, and they're also related. They're camelids, so they're related to camels. Okay. Um, so, you know, when you think of, uh, way back when all of their ancestors, you know, the continents must have been, uh, all one continent at one point before they broke apart. And then, you know, they all kind of took their own little... You know, path of evolution. Man, that's heavy. We just got heavy. Yeah, we got real deep. We got the evolution of alpaca. I do find it. I do find it amazing with the with farms. I was up in Vermont at at a place and I was photographing, and someone said, "Hey, that's Joe Perry's farm." And I'm like, "Does he have a farm?" I I guess he does. I I don't know. That's what I heard. And Lord knows, I mean, like McCartney had he made millions off of sheep. 
He was a sheep farmer. Right? Yeah. So and, and actually, not to drop another name, but I went to Roger Daltrey's house one day. Yeah. <laughs> you drop all <laughs> the names. And, and, uh, and he yeah. uh, he had like all these cows on his property. He had a huge farm out in England. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something about it. I've heard uh, a few people. I think uh, Ian Anderson from. Jethro oh, yeah. Tull had yeah. a farm. He had a trout farm. He, had, yeah, yeah. he actually had a trout farm. Um, I know uh, John Oates from Holland Oates has mm-hmm. alpacas and has a farm. And yeah. So, yeah, it's it's kind of like, you know. Farm life is uh, is cool. Uh, I, I have to, as I, I, every time I go out and I, and I, if I'm out taking pictures or whatever and there's a farm and I ask for permission to shoot it, the farmers are the nicest people on the planet. Are literally the nicest people on the planet. They're always so welcoming and warm, you know. Um, so did Joe come out and take your ride on the no, tractor? No, he didn't. <laughs> no, I'm I'm skeptical that it's even really his place because you know how people are. Yeah. Oh, this is owned by Farrah Fawcett. Bull-only. Yeah, but you just yeah. showed me the photo. And there was the guitar-shaped pool. No, I don't think it's. And no. there was an Aerosmith logo no. mowed yes, yes, into there's the no hillside. Logo. There's no logo. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right, you want to hang out for a little? Can you hang out for a little I bit? I can hang all out right, as Pat long Badger as you want. From Extreme, we've got some tickets for the. Uh, Casino Bowl.